You're listening to the voice of the future, fighting for America every day. This is the conservative crusader. And here's your host, GOP Josh. Hello and welcome to the conservative crusader. My name is GOP Josh. Thank you for tuning in. Today is Tuesday, May 24th. And right now in Davos, Switzerland, the World Economic Forum is having their get-together, their party. And you all know Jack Posobiec with uh, Turning Point USA, what you think of them or not, as well as human events. He's big on the Twitter, he Twitter, Twitterverse, so he's a big figure. Well, he went to Davos to report on the Board Economic Forum, as you can as a journalist, that's your right as a journalist, to go report on this event. I'm going to play you a clip from Sav Says. Now, if you've watched, uh, what's, what's the show? Uh, Slightly Offensive with Eliza, Elijah Schaefer. She is his former producer, so you'll recognize that voice. But she is an independent journalist who is also in Davos, who asked the police surrounding the facility that Poso was in as a public area, why they were detaining him, why they decided to arrest him, why they decided to hold him captive, surrounding him with guns drawn. Uh, Clip two, play clip. Excuse me, can I ask you why you're detaining this journalist? Can you put the phone away, please? Uh, can I ask you why you're detaining this journalist? I don't answer your question. Is it uh, not, uh, we're not able to report here? That's a police officer. I should add some context since you're not watching the video. That's a police officer she's talking to um, with gear on and everything. Some of them had uh, World Economic Forum police badges. So just a little bit of a note there. Uh, continue the clip. Please put Excuse the me? Away. Okay. Uh, can I ask you guys yeah, why you can, can you? Yeah. Can. She's now talking to someone in civilian clothing. I don't know who this person is. I don't know how or if they're identified or not. But... Uh, I, I don't know who, who she is, just to be clear. Can you um, please stop filming? Then we How, can talk. Uh, why do I need to stop filming? Because I ask you to. It's the per, it's my personal right because I don't like to be filmed. Okay. And it's a right in Switzerland. Um, if I don't want to but be filmed. But should I ask why he's being detained then? I won't point the camera at you then. I won't film you, but I would like to know why this journalist is being detained on public property. We're not, we're, what, what's detained? Uh, can you explain? How come he's being surrounded right now? Is he uh-huh. allowed to leave the area? We're, we're just um, making a normal police control uh, because you know it's web everything is, is very sensitive he specifically was targeted uh there is a reason because we we have to have a reason to 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 uh so control a what person what was the reason what was he doing I don't have to tell you that. Why? Why were? Why are you asking me that? Uh, because this is, uh, you know, he's. Uh, there's many journalists here, and I want to yeah, know why know. he specifically is being detained. There, there is a reason, but uh, everything is clear now, and um, we're about to leave in just a few seconds. Thank you. Okay. Um, yeah. Could you please now? Uh, can I ask you please to delete your your? That is the entire clip. It cuts off there. I once again credit credit to Sav says uh, for her amazing reporting on the ground in Davos, Switzerland. Pretty much from what I can gather, um, they were asked for their papers. They were asked for their press credentials. Um, Jack Posobiec and his team were. They gave it to them. They let him all, have the all clear. They came back about an hour later after he did war room with Steve Bannon, 
frisked him, put him, detained him, I should say, and he was not able to leave the area. Um, a couple, a time period later, I don't know the exact time, Sav says, came over, reported on it, recorded it, and then he was able to, he was able to leave. So he's not being detained currently, as far as I am aware. Uh, one thing is that person said we have a right to our personal image in Switzerland. You can't record without consent. That is true. Uh, it is part of the general personality right. Each person can, in principle, decide for themselves whether and in what context images of them are published. So technically, whoever that woman was did have the right to not be filmed. I don't know who she was. I don't know if the police officers have that same right when they are in duty, when they are wearing the badge when they are wearing their gear, when they are actively detaining someone, detaining a journalist, an American journalist. I don't know if they have that same right then, but I do know that is a right in Switzerland. This World Economic Forum, which you all know who what the WEF is, how they want to have a one-world governance where they want to have, oh, I don't know if it's supposed to even to be a democracy or not, but a, a one-world government with them in the control with outsiders silenced and just world peace, so to speak, because all, all the nations are one world or all the, all the nations are, are one country while also having no climate problems. They all flew their private, by the way. They didn't all get in one jet. No, they all flew their private to the conference in Switzerland. I don't, I don't know if the reporters did, but I know all the, the people attending the event inside flew their private, flew there by themselves. Maybe with family members or something, but <laughs> flew there. Private, letting off more carbon emissions than the average person ever will in their entire life. Let's be honest. To get there and back all the way to Switzerland, it's not a, a short flight. So they are reporting on the ground there. He was detained. But this one world governance that they strive for, that they hope and and really want to happen, would hap- this, this would happen to all journalists that oppose them. This would happen to journalists that opposed the regime, whoever that regime may be. My guess, based on the on the um, the size of the countries currently, it'd be a Xi Jinping world regime or a communism world regime. World regime. If you spoke out against the regime, that would happen to you, and that would happen at any time. Not just people reporting on the World Economic Forum. This kind of all goes hand in hand with the Biden now defunct or now 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 um, I don't remember the proper word, but now the now disbanded Ministry of Truth. And I've been reading 1984. People say, Josh, have you ever actually read the entirety of 1984? I've read fragments of it that I can find online, but I actually bought the whole book, hardcover, paperback. Or not paperback, but hardcover, paper, book. I'm reading it all, and I will report on that once I'm done. I will be doing a, a review on the book. I am quite a bit in. They're already talking about the Ministry of Truth, and I'm enjoying it. But this all stems from that Ministry of Truth. If they can have this ministry, this regime, control what is true and what is not, then they will. And that's what happened with, with Jack Posobiec. But I want to remind you of a tweet from um, June 4th, 2021. How can we stem the spread 
of disinformation online. This is from the World Economic Forum official Twitter account, at WEF. And I know you can't see it. I, I wish you could. But the first photo on the screen, and you can't make this up, the first photo in the top left is Jack Posobiec. The first photo is Jack Posobiec. So he already has a target on his head from the World Economic Forum for supposedly spreading disinformation, right? Because he is their, he is their straw man. He is who they, who they attack, who they attack for disinformation, right? That's who Jack Poso is to the World Economic Forum. I'm not the biggest Poso fan in the world, right? I, I, I like some of his stuff that he does, but he's, I'm not his biggest fan by any means. But I do know that when journalists are censored, when journalists are shut up, when journalists are arrested or detained, detained is a more proper word, problems start to happen. And that would happen to Jack Poso. And that's what happened to Jack Poso. That's what happens. And it sets a bad precedent. And it sets a terrible precedent. And I wouldn't be surprised if it happens to more journalists over in Davos, Switzerland. And if this world government government ever happens, which it is our job as Americans, as freedom-loving Americans to stop it. But if it does ever happen, this will be the new normal. This is the new normal they talk about when they talk about COVID. They talk about the new normal of world censorship, of world silencing. Are you going to stand for it? Are you going to allow this to happen? What are you going to do to stop it? What are you, what are you going to do to speak out against the World Economic Forum, speak out against journalist censorships, speak out against censoring our First Amendment? And I know he wasn't in America, but come on. He's a journalist. He's reporting on your event. And he was pretty doing. He, he was doing it pretty unbiasedly, to be honest. From what I've read, he he was honestly doing it from a perspective of someone who's there, who's watching it, and saying, "You know what? This is what's going on." Maybe adding a little bit of commentary here and there, but he was reporting on it. He is a journalist, and if they want to censor journalists, imagine what's going to happen when something similar comes to the United States. This show will be taken off the air. I bet we'll be one of the first targets because of what we say. Because we're not afraid to say it. So remember that. And don't let that happen. Don't don't let America be taken over by these censoring globalists. Especially the ones with the Ministry of Truth, which is now defunct. I am so happy about that. I, I, I'm still so happy about that. You know, that happened a few days ago, but I'm still so happy about that. Uh, we are going to come back from the break. We might actually have to have an extra segment today because we do have a lot to get to today. Uh, Madison Cawthorn is under investigation by the House, House Ethics Com- Subcommittee. He's already gone. They're already trying to attack him even more. He's already gone. Are they that afraid of him? We'll get into that a little bit more after the break. Mike Pence might run for president in 2024. Um, McCormick is suing to have undated mail-in ballots counted. Let's, Let's bring the applause back for that. And we are going to have your primaries in 2022 coverage. Your Tuesday, May 24th primaries in Alabama. Or not, yeah, Alabama. Georgia, Arkansas, and the runoffs in Texas. We'll be covering all of that here on the Conservative Crusader on the Red Future Radio Network on the Conservative Crusader with GOP Josh. My name is GOP Josh. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. 
This is the Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader here on the Red Future Radio Network. My name is GOP Josh. Thank you for tuning in. I do have to tell you guys to follow me on my social media. I have Gab, Getter, Parlor, Telegram, Truth Social, at GOP Josh, and all of those. At t.me slash GOP Josh is the best way to stay in contact. If I am censored off of big tech, including Twitter, which I am on as well, my Twitter is GOP Josh 20, and my Instagram is GOP Josh 20 as well. I forgot to change the username. That username trips me up a little bit. I, I, I used to have it different. It used to be GOP underscore Josh. It is now GOP Josh 20, making everything more consistent on big tech, and then alt tech is also more consistent with at GOP Josh on all of those. I think I'm on Frank Social as well. Um, that's the... Mike Lindell social media platform. I can't remember. I think I think I am. Yeah, I'm at GOP Josh on there. I don't use this platform very often. I, just, I, I can't keep up with all the alt tech. It's very hard to follow all of the different platforms, but I am on GOP Josh. If you want to follow me on Truth Social, or not Truth Social, I'm sorry, Frank Social, Truth Social as well, all of the alt techs, I'm there. Follow me, stay up to date with me outside of just the podcast because the podcast is 30 minutes a day. Maybe more today, but 30 minutes today normally. And there's so much news that happens that I follow on my social medias, specifically Twitter. I use Twitter the most just because it's the most user-friendly. It's the easiest to tweet fast and tweet often. Uh, as Democrats like to vote, I like to tweet uh, fast and often. <laughs> and um, that's the easiest way to stay up to date on all the news is follow me on Twitter, follow me on Facebook, um, Instagram, Parler, Telegram, Truth Social, Gab. I go through all of them, and I, I try to post on all of them. But my hottest takes, the real news of the day, the news you need to follow, will be on all those platforms. Be, be outside of what I can talk about on the air, outside of what I can talk about on the podcast, will be on those platforms, because there's a lot we can't get to. I mean, let, let's, be, let's be honest. When I record this at 10 a.m., I wake up at 7, I get my day moving, and then I start to sit down to record. A lot of stuff I talked about the day before, just blows out of my mind. A lot of stuff I tweeted about the day before just blows out of my mind. I had to look to my Twitter to see what all happened yesterday to keep up with it because it is a lot to follow. But let's be honest, American politics today. I said last week, you never have a lazy you never you never have a lazy Saturday or Thursday. You never have a slow sat uh, Thursday, and that's so true still today. And it's true for every day of the week besides Mondays. Mondays are kind of hard to do, but we are going to move on. This is just a little bit of inside baseball, but we are going to talk about. The first Generation Z, I believe it's Generation Z, congressman from the Republican Party that was elected is also the first Gen Z Republican to be unelected or or to lose re-election. A House Ethics Committee sub-panel is investigating Republican Congressman Madison Cawthorn. So, okay, we talked about last week, I think it was last week, last week, right? Yeah. It's been about seven days, and we still don't know who won the PA governor's race. I'm I, upset about that, but whatever. We, we talked about this last week. He lost his primary to a state legislator. He, he didn't lose to a Democrat. He didn't lose to, to, a, to a combining district with a Democrat or something. He lost to a Republican, a state legislator Republican. And he's honestly kind of... Um, well-known. He's kind of popular, to be honest, within the Republican Party, but not because of the voters. He had a lot of scandals, right? He spoke out against the, the, the truth behind what's going on in D.C. 
He's talked a lot about what goes on behind the scenes in D.C. Um, you, you, you can listen to other reports about that. I'm not going to talk about what he talked about. It's, it's degenerate. It's disgusting. I don't use my airtime for it. But if you heard that and you're a Christian conservative Republican, you should be concerned. Because he doesn't hang out with Democrats, right? No, I don't know any Democrat in Washington to be like, you know what? I'm going to invite Madison Cawthorn over to my barbecue. I'm going to invite Madison Cawthorn to my party. No, it's going to be Republicans. And him saying what he said about Republicans made the Republican Party upset and made me concerned with the Republican Party. That's how bad it is. So they they worked with the Fire Madison Pack, or the is it the American Muskrats Pack. Yeah, the American Muskrakers Pack, who pretty much spoke to anyone who's ever interacted with Madison Cawthorn ever, dug up as much dirt as they can about him, and then published it to hurt his campaign. And it succeeded, and he lost. Well, that's not enough for them. That's not enough for the establishment in Washington. That's not enough for the establishment Republican Party, because they are now running an investigation in the House Ethics Subcommittee against him. They got him out of office, but he put on Instagram that he wasn't going away, and he thanked a lot of people for helping his campaign, for helping him out in Congress. And they realized he's not just going to go away. They realized the youngest Republican ever is not going to just just slide away into the sunset, just fade away into the sunset and, and go away for the next 60 years and then die. But he has, a, he has a long life ahead of him. And he said it's time for dark MAGA now more than ever. And it's time that we fight back against the establishment trying to bring you down. And I agree with that. So he said that they realized he's not leaving. They realized, he, I mean, he's going to leave Congress, right? They realized he's not just going to go away after he loses, right? They realized he's going to continue fighting, continue advocating, continue probably running for office. But he is now under an ethics committee investigation. So supposedly he engaged in an improper relationship with a staff member and he improperly promoted a cryptocurrency in which he may have had an undisclosed financial interest. Uh, the Democratic-led House, ex- House, House Ethics Committee announced Monday that unanimously established investigate a subcommittee led by Congresswoman Veronica Escobar will investigate the North Carolina's Republican relationship with staff member and the cryptocurrency matter. Congress's youngest member at 26, the Trump-backed Cawthorn, lost his primary race earlier this month. The investigation comes after a political action group opposing Cawthorn American Musk rakers filed a complaint with the Office of Congressional Ethics alleging multiple violations by Cawthorn and one of his House aides claiming the congressman had provided the aid of free housing, travel, and loans. The group cited social media posts suggesting a personal relationship between the Cawthorn and the aide, Stephen Smith. Some in Cawthorn's own party had pushed for an investigation as well. Senator Tom Thills of North Carolina backed a Congress uh, Cawthorn's challenger, who was the one that won re-election, or won the election, I'm sorry, and pushed for an ethics probe into Cawthorn, citing potential insider trading. Insider trading. They're, they're pushing that he inside traded. He, he, he was an insider trader. Everyone in Congress is an insider trader. Nancy Pelosi is the worst at it. So that's not something to get upset over. I mean, let, let's be honest. I don't support it, but let's be honest. Either zero principles or all principles don't go based on your political enemies. But Madison Cawthorn refused 
to stand by and allow the Republican Party to act degenerate, allow the Republican Party to go against their values, allow the Republican Party to oppose their morals. He went on the offense, knowing what he knew, and said it. And they decided to not only make him lose re-election, but also try to pwn a ethics committee violation on him. This is a coordinated political attack. This is a coordinated attack to silence a young man who had a tragic past. His past was very tragic. It's not like he he had a walk in the park in, in life. To silence him, or to attempt to silence him, an attempt to get him to to go away. Folks, it ain't gonna work. I hope he doesn't go away. I hope he continues fighting. I hope he continues doing what he needs to do. And I hope he, he runs for office again. I, I like Cawthorn. None of his scandals will change that for me. He was a kid. He had a bad past. But he fought for it and he still val- he, he fought for the values I, I support. He, he, he fought for America First, traditional conservative values. And I don't think that's a problem. So we are going to move on, but I do want to say thoughts out to Cawthorn if he's listening to this. Uh, probably not, but if you are listening to this, Madison Cawthorn, you have my thoughts and prayers. You are in my thoughts. Um, the globalist establishment is going to do anything to get you to shut up. I, I know what I've experienced. I, I've read a lot about it. I've experienced it. So I'm praying for you. Mike Pence. Oh boy, this is a, this is a loaded topic. Mike Pence appears to not rule out a presidential bid in 2024, even if his former ticket mate Donald Trump is running, according to a report. Before a speech Pence gave last month in Iowa, he told the New York Times that he would not rule out entering the 2024 presidential race, even if Trump entered the race as well. Pence added that he and his wife Karen Pence would act on prayer, stating we will go where we are called. That's the way Karen and I have always approached these things. Pence also told the Times that he is very moved by how much people across the country have expressed appreciation to him for resisting Trump wanting to have the former vice president block Congress from voting on Electoral College and confirming now President Joe Biden as the winner. As Pence appears to be writing a potential presidential fight against Trump, he is already on opposite sides of the Georgia gubernatorial race. Uh, Pence is backing Brian Kemp. Trump is backing David Perdue. You all know that. Mike Pence. The insiders knew what happened in 2000 Mules, what, what they showed, I should say, in 2000 Mules before the movie was released, before the movie was publicized. They knew that. They knew the election was stolen. They knew the mail-in ballot fraud. They knew all of that. And they didn't fight. They didn't stand up for the rule of law and for our elections. Do I think that automatically disqualifies Pence from any future office? No. I personally agree with Pence on a lot of the issues. That's the most important thing to me is the issues. But I do know that he will not be able to succeed against President Trump. He will not be able to succeed in a primary against President Trump. And he, if he runs against President Trump, he will not be able to succeed in a primary ever. Because he's just putting himself against a big faction of the party. Do I think that possibly he could have a position 
in the federal government somewhere at some point, either through um, election or appointed to like an ambassador position. I don't think he'll take it. But I do think that Mike Pence should not run. He should not run in in 2024. Let's be let, let's be honest. President Trump has the Republican Party under his finger. I don't know what the proper term is. I can't remember it right now. He can tell the, the, the Republican voters of Georgia to vote for a pro-Democrat, lifelong Democrat, um, Vernon Jones. And they're going to follow along. And I hope, I hope he doesn't win. I, I hope Vernon Jones doesn't win. But they will just follow along to whatever President Trump says. Let's, let, let's be honest. And you think Mike Pence will be successful against him? I don't see a scenario. I, I don't see a scenario of President Trump walking in and winning this. I, I don't. Or not President Trump, sorry. Uh, Vice President Pence walking in and winning this. I just don't see it. Speaking of I don't see it, I don't see Dave McCormick winning the primary in Pennsylvania's Senate race. He is suing to have undated mail-in ballots counted. First off, before we go any further, I made this tweet, I made this truth on Truth Social, and I put it on Twitter as well, and people are furious at me. People are furious at this take. We need to completely overhaul the United States election system. It should not take longer than a day to know the results of an election. So true. No mail-in ballots, no voting or counting machines, no early voting. We want paper ballots hand-counted and one-day voting. If that was in practice in Pennsylvania... None of these lawsuits will be happening. None of these challenges will be happening. It still will be a close election, and there would still be a, a natural recount, but none of this would be happening, right? Well, Dave McCormick, Dave McCormick is losing. Let's be very clear here. I don't see a path for him to win. He is about a 1,000 a votes behind with 99% reporting. He'd have to get pretty much every ballot left to win, in, in my personal opinion. From my personal analysis. Not too ready to call it for Dr. Oz yet, but let's be honest. He is sued in a state appeal court. Um, Dave McCormick has sued to have all 67 counties in the Secretary of State count undated mail-in ballots towards the final county. Towards the final counting, I'm sorry. Uh, Where is this at? I'm trying to find the law that he is suing to overturn. There are restrictions on their mail-in ballots. I'm pretty sure it has to say the date that it was sent on, on the ballot handwritten. Even the Pennsylvania Republican Party, who is probably more establishment than anyone, um, is backing this winner. Is backing Pence, or not Pence, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm still thinking about Pence, is backing <laughs> Dr. Oz in this issue. They said, quote, we ab- absolutely object to the counting of undated mail-in ballots. Pennsylvania law and our courts have been very clear that undated ballots are not to be counted. We have worked hard towards restoring confidence in our elections 
and we call upon everyone to respect, uphold, and follow this clear law on this issue. If you're suing to get ballots that shouldn't be counted, counted, you lost. I think I, I think David, or not David, Dave McCormick, David McCormick, doesn't see a path to win without these ballots being counted. So he's gonna he's gonna do everything he can to get these ballots counted. Just just count the ballots. Just 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 add them in. I'll win there. I'll I'll win if you just count them in. I, I don't see a path. I don't think he's going to win. You know. I don't I don't really know what else to say. I mean if if you are trying to sue to have ballots counted to favor yourself that shouldn't be counted, you are admitting defeat. The GOPJosh.com decision desk, no, I'm kidding. I'm not I'm not calling it for Dr. Oz. But I do know that this lawsuit should not go anywhere. If if Pennsylvania wants to uphold state law, this lawsuit should not go anywhere. Anywhere. Uh, we have one more topic to get to today, talking about the primaries of the day. We are going to take another break. Well, this feels so weird. Two breaks in one episode, and it's not even an, an, an interview episode. Give me some applause for that. Working hard today here on the Conservative Crusader. Uh, we'll be right back here on the Conservative Crusader. My name is JP Josh. After this, stay tuned. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. This is the Conservative Crusader. We don't have a third intro song. I'm sorry. It's the same thing twice. It's the same thing twice. Welcome back to the third segment of the Conservative Crusader. My name is GOP Josh. Thank you for staying tuned for the entire episode. If you're to this point, today is a primary day in Alabama, in Georgia, in Arkansas, in runoffs in Texas. Big, big day. Key primaries in several U.S. states today will see high-profile Republican candidates facing off against each other, in some cases trying to triumph over rivals endorsed by Donald Trump. In Georgia, incumbent Governor Brian Kemp looks set to cruise to victory over his main challenger, Trump endorsee and former Senator David Perdue, whose campaign failed to catch fire despite his ex-president's loud interventions. Mike Pence has been campaigning for Brian Kemp. Before we move on from that race... My prediction currently, and this is one of the races I feel comfortable predicting in, is Brian Kemp will win with 51% of the first election vote. There is a runoff system in place. He will not receive less than 50%. He will receive 51%. He will win without a runoff. That's my prediction. I could be wrong. There has to be extremely, extremely high election day voter turnout if David Perdue sees a path. I mean, that, that's the only way. And I think if there is a runoff, David Perdue will win. Um, I, I believe the anti-Kemp, pro-Trump voters will come out, will support David Perdue. But I don't see a path right now. I don't see him winning right now. I don't see him getting to a runoff at this point. I do see Brian Kemp getting elected pretty, pretty narrowly. With 51% of the vote, he will face Stacey Abrams in November. If that is the case, she's the only Democratic run- Democrat running. So we will see. We will follow that. But that's my prediction right now. I could be wrong. Kind of hope I'm wrong because I don't really care for Kemp, but we'll, we'll see. 
in the GOP Senate primary, Herschel Walker is a little bit, what's the word, unprofessional. I mean, he's a football player. He's not, he, he's not your suit and tie businessman, right? Let, let's be honest. He is a football player who doesn't know a lot about politics. And that, that that's how people saw Trump as well. But Brian Kemp said, or not Brian Kemp, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm reading an article at the same time I'm talking and I see the highlighted words and it says Brian Kemp. Herschel Walker is, isn't the, the smartest political guy you've ever seen. He, he said CTR, talking about critical race theory. He's very sporadic, for, for lack of a better word. When he's on interviews, he's just a mainline Republican endorsed by Trump. I don't see him winning. With what happened in 2020 not being fixed at this point, I don't see him winning. I don't see him coming out of this on top in November. I do see him winning the primary, but I don't see Herschel Walker winning. I hope I'm wrong, and I always say this when I'm kind of sort of, um, kind of sort of, what's the word, losing? When I'm saying something that I don't want to talk about, when I say something that I don't want to see happen, but I genuinely don't see a path forward. For Herschel Walker to win in November. I mean, it's it's still too early to call. Obviously, we don't even have the primary set yet. But Herschel Walker is going to be a a tough race to win. He he will not be going in on the high ground. Let's move to Alabama, shall we? Mo Brooks was the Trump endorsed candidate. He is no longer Trump endorsed. Trump removed his endorsement, revoked his endorsement. Mo Brooks is still campaigning on that endorsement. He is still running mailers to this day, paid for by Mo Brooks for Senate, that are that are um, promoting Trump's endorsement, saying that he's the Trump-endorsed candidate, uh, citing his old statement, his outdated statement from March of 2020, or 2021, or 2020, whatever it was, before he revoked the endorsement. And I... Mo Brooks is using that to campaign. I don't think he will win. I do believe it'll go to a runoff between him and Katie Britt, who is a pretty establishment candidate. Um, I hope Mo Brooks wins. I don't care if he's not MAGA Mo anymore. I don't care if he's not the Trump-endorsed Mo anymore. He is the best candidate. He is the best Republican in this race. He has the best record. He has the best policy. He has the best plans. He has my support, and I hope he wins. In Arkansas, we have the governor's race. We have Sarah Huckabee Sanders will walk away pretty astoundingly with that, and she will win in November. The Trump-endorsed Sarah Huckabee Sanders has been Trump-endorsed since before she declared. Trump endorsed her way back when, before well, while she was a, the press secretary, actually, I believe, telling her to run, telling her to run, telling her to run. She will be a significant improvement over at Asha Hutchingskin. I, I I still did not learn how to pronounce his name over, over the night. Um, will be a significant improvement over him. A significant, a significantly better candidate. So that's about all we have to say today. A long episode today. But if you are in Arkansas, if you are in Texas, if you are in Georgia, if you are in Alabama, get 
out and vote. V-O-T-E. Get out and vote. Find your polling place. Go to your local Secretary of State's website and find your polling place and get out and vote. The candidates you want to win in November cannot win without your support in the primary. Voting in the primary takes it away from a lesser or two, lesser of two evil scenario in your opinion. Right? If you see that Katie Britt is winning the primary in Alabama Senate, you're like, I don't want to vote for Katie Britt and I don't want to vote for the Democrat. Get out and vote in the primary for who you want to win. It's that plain, that simple. If you want a conservative, if you want a Republican, if you want a, a, a truly conservative Republican, you have to get out and vote. The primary is honestly more important than the general. If you get out and vote in the primary for good conservative candidates, there is a chance that we have a country to save. We have a country to look back upon. But if not... You will continue voting for the lesser of two evils, and you will get Senator Mitch McConnell from all fi- all 50 states. You will get a governor, Mike DeWine, from all 50 states. And you won't be very happy. And you'll be like, how did this happen? What did we let this happen? What happened? How did we let this happen? And it would, because, it would be because you voted for rhinos, and you did not vote in the primary. So vote in the primary. Vote in the primary. Vote in the primary. Vote in the general in November, but vote in the primary. I wouldn't have dedicated an entire segment, an extra segment to the show today. If the primary wasn't so important, if the primary wasn't the most important election right now, if we take back the Senate and we take it back with rhino Republicans, what's the point of taking back the Senate? If they're going to vote like Rob Portman, if they're going to vote like Mitt Romney, what is the point of taking back the Senate? If we don't endorse people like Rand Paul, if we don't elect people like Rand Paul. If we don't elect people like Josh Hawley, what is the point of even supporting Republicans? And what is the point of even supporting conservatives? What's the point of even even voting? If we're going to have the same person either way. So get out and vote in the primary for the candidate you see best fit to govern, to legislate, and if it, local judicial races to judge the law free and fairly without personal biases. And that's about all we have time for today. We actually went over the time. I, I, I say Red Future Radio because that is the name of my network that I'm starting. But we're not actually on Terrestrial Radio yet. Yet, yet, yet. Maybe in the talks. But but yet, we are not on Terrestrial Radio yet. And I'm glad because I, I, I love talking for as long or as little as I want. And that's some of the, the privileges of doing talk radio online is you don't have to do that as as – you don't have to be as – Right on time, right on time, right on time, right on time. We are we are fine the way we're doing it now. For now, just you wait. As as Hamilton would say in the musical Hamilton, the, the leftist musical, but it's such a good song. It's just it's such a good musical. Just you wait. Just you wait. Maybe soon we'll be on talk radio all across the nation. <laughs> I, I I don't even know what I'm saying at this point. I, I hope we're on talk radio soon. But this is the Red Future Radio Network. My name is JP Josh. This has been the Conservative Crusader, your favorite podcast. Admit it. Go to your favorite podcast platform and vote five stars on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Rate the podcast. It helps out a lot. You know, we get ratings from upset liberals, and I like reading them. 
because they're fun. I enjoy it. Go right here to my homepage on Apple Podcasts. He is too far lost in culture war propaganda and buying into this belief that the right supports basic human needs in the average worker. This podcast is supposedly regurgitated agitprop. So if you disagree, if you disagree with um, FJFJJDDJCJJF, if you disagree with that person, I'm not going to read that again. Go to Apple Podcasts, rate it five stars. Go to Spotify, rate it five stars. Help boost our ratings. We're only 3.4 stars. I know there are more of you out there that support the podcast, that like what we talk about. So rate it five stars. It's pretty easy. It takes five seconds at most. You can write a little review if you want. And get that one calling the regurgitated agitprop off of the front of the of the carousel. My name is GOP Josh. This has been the Conservative Crusader. Be back tomorrow with a brand new episode. GOP Josh, stay tuned. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. 